Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday we left off talking about when Jesus was asked if he should pay tribute and he sent Peter fishing. Peter went and the first fish that he caught, he opened its mouth and there was a piece of gold, a piece of money, a piece of something to pay the tribute or the custom, the taxes that they needed to pay. I want us to concentrate and think about a sea or an ocean. Not only the depth of something like that. God said that he would bury our sins at the deepest part of the ocean. But it's a very large barrier. uh, Especially before the invention of, let's say, the the boats and the invention of uh, the airplane, any type of transportation to be able to get across it. It literally divided and separated. It 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 was immense. It was it was big in size and it's like many of the problems of life when we look at them, many of the things that we look at, we consider them as like it's huge. This this is beyond my comprehension, beyond my ability, beyond anything that I can do to be able to resolve this issue. So taking that as a premise, let's look at what it says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verse 10. Art thou not it which has dried the sea, the waters of the great deep, that has made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? And of course, we're talking about the people of Israel, how God did open up the Red Sea for them to cross. Over he uh, dried the the land that was underneath the water, and they were able to pass through. But it wasn't just a small little patch. We've made mention the amount of people that were brought out of Egypt was a very huge multitude, and because there were such a huge multitude, it's estimated they could have been as many as anywhere between, uh, let's say, a million to even maybe. Two and a half million, three million people. And for that amount of people to pass through the Red Sea, you needed an opening that was at least five miles wide. Not this uh, uh, movie of uh, the the TV, the Ten Commandments or whatever it is where they, they cross over and that thing is like about maybe a football yard wide. No, no, we're talking a massive amount. And it's not just a few little people, but it was millions that were crossing to get to the other side. And God, in the same sea, the same water that he sent Peter to go fish and get the tribute to pay taxes, is the very same water. And when I say same water, I'm talking about HO2, that he used to separate so that the people of Israel, an entire nation that came out of another nation, was be, be able to go through it. In Isaiah 43, 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And of course, uh, we have both the Israelites, when they crossed over to the other side to enter into Jordan, uh, into the uh, the other side of of, of 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 where they were at to to Canaan to possess the land, they 
once again walked on dry land. Now, Elijah and Elias, both of them went one way, the other one went the other way. They also were able to cross through the openings of the river. So it says here, uh, they shall not overflow. It says when you walk through the fire. Then, of course, we have the three Hebrew children, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It says, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Not even their clothes smell smoke. What we're doing here is looking at the bigness, the greatness, the awesome, majestic God that we serve that is able to, for an entire nation, make provision, or whether it's for an individual or a group of individuals. It says in Isaiah 43, verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. Now stop and think about that. When Jesus had to walk on the water and cross it, you know, we really do not know how it was that it happened to be. He was walking on the waves. Were the waves uh, bumpy and hilly? Uh, was it a straight, a smooth path? Uh, remember, there was a storm going on and the boat was being tossed and uh, the disciples in it were terrified. Terrified that they were going to drown. Terrified when they saw Jesus walking on the water, thinking it was a ghost. But once again, we're looking at the mighty forces on the planet the oceans, the seas, the rivers, how God is able to, even in their greatness, be able to use them and through them make a way for his people. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee, those 40 years in the desert, in the wilderness, God made a way. He made a way in the sea. He made a path in the mighty waters. He provided waters when they needed them. So thou shalt remember the Lord thy God that led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, in other words, to test thee, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Then it says in Isaiah eleven sixteen, And there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. God literally was the one that was leading him. He was providing the path. He was providing the direction. When the cloud or the pillar of fire moved, then they moved. When it sat down and rested in a certain place, so did they. It's no different for the believer today than the Holy Spirit himself, the person of the Holy Spirit, in the life of the believer, being able to lead him or her down the paths of life that God has chosen for us. Sometimes we think that God only does this for special people, but his intention was just like he did it for the entire nation, then for the entire nation of the church. The church is a peculiar people. 
They are a special treasure unto God. We are a nation that has been born in this world, but we have been born of the Spirit at the same time. And to be led by the Spirit of God means that we are the sons of God. So, God provides highways in the desert. He provides ways and paths in the mighty waters and in the seas. He cuts through rivers so that one can go through them without there even being a bridge. So stop and think about if he can guide and lead them in the way, in that manner, then he can provide and make a way for us when there seems to be no way whatsoever. It says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 19, verse 5, And the waters shall fail from the sea, and the rivers shall be wasted and dry up. So many times, God will do the miraculous for his people to be able to accomplish or do what they need to do. Think about the sea as the greatness, the massive size of the problem, the difficulty or circumstance that you find in yourself in. But then think of God being way greater that created the seas, created the oceans, created the planets, created the stars. He is much greater. He has everything under control. When we look to him, look to his greatness, his power, his awesomeness. Look to his majesty. But when you look at the circumstance, remember, he is in control. Even though it seems beyond our comprehension, our understanding, and there seems to be absolutely no way around it, not even a way through it. God will make a path for us where it is needed. The scripture says in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 41, And it came to pass that at the end of the 430 years, even that very selfsame day, it came to pass that the host of the Lord went out of the land of Egypt. That was the boot camp that God had for them. That's where they got their orders to leave. Those were the marching orders. We leave tonight. God not only puts us in a boot camp, God is also the order of all order. And he does everything in order so that we can understand that he is in control. There is no confusion in it. In the book of uh, uh, Psalm seventy-eight, nineteen, it says, Yes, they spoke against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? First, can he provide a way? Can he make a way? Can he make a path? Now they say, Can he furnish a table in the wilderness? And he did. God literally provided for them the food that they needed in the wilderness. The scripture says in Isaiah, in chapter uh, 43, verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. He made a path for them, but he also led them to wherever the water was. The water literally, the rock followed them to wherever they were. It says in Isaiah 43, 17, which bringeth forth the chariot 
and the horse and the army and the power. They shall lie down together and they shall not rise up. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. God himself is able to lead. And just like the chariot and the horse and the army of Pharaoh was brought down and basically extinguished and made extinct in the ocean, God can also quench the fire that is necessary so that it does not do us any harm or any damage. Isaiah 43, 18 says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't let your past bind you down. Don't let your past bring you down. But take the opportunity and the advantage to use the path as a stepping stone. Look at the invisible. Look at the unseen. Look at the, un the eternal and see God open a way where there seems no way. But yet it's there. Then it says in Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. You shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So God has a promise to make provision for us. As we start looking at this world and we see and we hear of all that is taking place and all that is coming to pass, fear is gripping the hearts of so many. But we as believers and Christians have a sure foundation that when the nations of this world are shaken, when everything and anything that can be shaken on this planet, if we are standing on the rock, the rock of Christ himself, then we shall be able to stand. But as we look at these things, look at the bigger picture. Look at what God is doing. Look at, at who God is. Look at where he is as far as your life in him is concerned. He has not abandoned, he has not left us, but he is a very present help in time of need. Well, consider our provider, Jehovah Jireh. He truly is the manifested God that has given us a name that we can hold on to, and that is Jehovah, our provider. He will provide himself for us, and he does. And he will. But until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Until we meet again on Wednesday, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.